Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Happy Friday. Welcome, Lori and Julia Show, My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Julia will return on Monday. She's uh, hitting the slopes out in Montana with family. That's right, Danny. She yes. is hitting the little ski bunny Julia. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, um, I did you guys see the the little thing, the little video of the little girl wanting her perfect attendance pencil back? No. From no. her friend. No. no. Yeah, so cute. That was why Lizzie and perfect attendance pencil were trending this morning. But we have a short attention span. We've moved on to Owen Wilson and the impeachment hearings. That's what's currently vying for Twitter's attention. But anyway, it was so cute. This little girl just scolding this other little <laughs> oh. girl about taking her perfect attendance well, pencil. She should. Uh, yeah. No. Come on. That was deserved Rude. and earned. Oh, my God. We have a couple of notable obituaries again today. Yeah. So I know there were a lot of tributes still coming in for Fred Silverman, the executive TV producer, who the more I read about him, the more I was just like in awe of that guy, what all, he did. All of the TV shows, shows that we knew and loved. Yeah. And a lot of these TV shows were tweeting about him and Norman Lear just said, you know, I'll always be grateful to him for green lighting all in the family. And then all the shows that came after that. But yeah. then we also learned yesterday uh, that race car driver, John Andretti died at the age of 56. He had colon cancer and uh, uh, I know my dad loves, you know, race car. He goes to, um, you know, Daytona, he likes to go to Talladega. I've gone to a race with him. I mean, he's just a big NASCAR it. guy. But anyway, he also worked on a lot of uh, charities and he co-founded the Race for Riley, which is an annual go-kart race in central Indiana that has founded um, $4 million for this Riley's Children's Hospital oh. in Indianapolis. But he's just done a lot. So... He uh, leaves behind his wife and his three kids and, of course, the entire Andretti family. So that happened. And then this was a notable obituary in the Star Tribune a couple days. No, just yesterday. I just was like, wow, I did not know that he was a teacher or a scientist at the University of Minnesota. His name is Evel Gorham. He was age 94 world-renowned ecologist who's the grandfather of acid rain research. Really? Like, what a great... Wow! <laughs> so here's his research and him changing the world. It's really generous from the Star Tribune did a great obituary. I hope Mo Rocca finds out about it because this would be a good Mo obituary. But he discovered uh, the radio active fallout that was lurking in moss and lichens uh, that led to the nuclear test ban treaty in 1963. His Mm. discovery of acid rain, which soaked remote bogs, led to cleaner power plants to the Clean Air Act Amendment of 1990. He taught at the University of Minnesota for 34 
35 years, excuse me, and he made two major scientific breakthroughs. Um, everyone had the same data he had, but he saw what it meant. And he uh, grew up in Halifax, Nova Scotia, where he dreamed of becoming an archaeologist. He like loved turning over stones to find salamanders <laughs> underneath. And in college, he became captivated by field biology. But he said... He and his wife lived in uh, the woodlands and wetlands of England's Lake District. And he said, I never set out to save the environment. His work on radioactive fallout was sparked by a friendship with the local medical officer who fretted about the effects of a fire at a nearby plutonium plant. Mm. And Avil Gorham said, yeah, I'll look into it. And he found radiation, lots of it, in all the moss around the plant. But um, he also said, you know, this could be a global the source of follow-up from nuclear bombs and nature, which is the world's most prestigious scientific journal published his findings as its lead article. And during the seventies and eighties, he testified many times in front of Congress and uh, he was a bird watcher and a whistler. I love that. A whistler? <laughs> yes. He, Whistles to the birds, I guess. He would yeah. take his four children on nature walks, helping them identify wildflowers. <laughs> He'd collect seed heads, strewing or gently pressing them into the lawn. And decades later, his daughter said, our whole yard was filled with wildflowers. He retired in 1998, and he continued mentoring, researching, and writing. And he survived by his... Uh, Two daughters, a son, and five grandchildren. So Aww. I know he just sounded like a cool cat. And the photo of him, you know, he's got like this newsboy cap on and these cool glasses. Like you can see him walking around the, the lake the, in the, England. Yeah. 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 So wow, he, what a hero. Yeah. Grandfather of ha- acid rain research. Huh. Yeah. So anyway, so that's going on. Of course, we've got two more sleeps till the Super two Bowl. More. Are you really that excited for the Super well, Bowl, Lori? I kind of am <laughs> this <sleeps>. year. <laughs> I, I kind of am this year because A, I'm excited about um, the halftime show. I'm excited about the game because it's not the same old, same old. Well, it's not the New England Patriots, Patriots. and the Cowboys. Oh. And uh, I... If I want, I I can be part of the football party. Well, yeah, and you're not, a bandwagoner, aren't you? Yeah, like, I'm totally sports a bandwagoner. bandwagoner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys going to any parties? No. 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 I didn't even think about going to any Super yeah. Bowl parties. But we're, we're having one at my house. If anyone wants to come over for chili and cornbread and top oh. the tater and queso, and Ooh. I went to Lund's today, and it was just a not quite a madhouse, but you could clearly see. People were buying snacks. They're all on sale. Yeah. Chips. Mm-hmm. There Cheese. were a lot of bogos. Chip. Yeah. Yeah. A <laughs> lot of bogos. So um, anyway, yeah, I, I am kind of excited about the Super Bowl. I don't know why. Do you think that J-Lo and Shakira are going to perform on stage together? Okay. Well, Crossing of the streams. Funny so you should ask that because old uh, Donnie's favorite, hmm. Michael Strahan, he's down <laughs> in Miami. As if they were going to tell him. Well, but they did tell him a few tiny little things at the presser yesterday. And um, so when we come back, we're going to get a little, see if we can get TJ, or no, it's uh, Michael Strahan. Is that who the interview is with? I think so. Yeah, ABC. but TJ's mixed in there. Yeah, he is. And uh, we'll find out if they said anything. I did think uh, J-Lo said something, you know, a little shady about Alex, and I was living for it. Oh. And then Donnie also posted, and it's kind of fun, um, the uh, 
the last 27 halftime shows ranked from worst, best, worst to best. Worst to best. Yeah. Uh, the worst is Black Eyed Peas. I don't, I don't remember, remember that. that. No. When no. was that? 10 years ago? 2010? 2009? 2011. The yeah. worst. Just the ago. worst. You knew mm. you were watching something magical and special, like seeing a unicorn cough up blood. That's oh, what really oh, so Lord. It was really bad. Anyway, okay, listen, we'll be right back. Miss a put you in timeout this week? You can always find it on the podcast. Download or stream My Talk shows wherever you find your podcasts or at My Talk keyword podcast. The song happens because you know Pitbull's going to come of on stage course. for this song. He and J-Lo have three songs they've done together, and he is Mr. Miami. Yes. Yeah. All right. So let's roll the audio from GMA where this is after the big presser that uh, J-Lo and Shakur did yesterday talking about the show. J-Lo was carrying a $4,000 little little football clutch that was very darling and she looked like she was going yachting in San Tropez and Shakira looked like she was going to a rock and roll show at the Troubadour. <laughs> and uh, yes. so here we go. We've seen a lot of teasers on social media about your performance, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that only tells half the story that the public <laughs> doesn't see. None of the story. Is there any co-mingling in the show? Uh, oh, is that, that's a secret? Uh, that's a secret. That's a secret? I don't know. <laughs> Here's what I'll say. We accomplished what we set out to do. And so for that, we're really excited for everybody to see it. Okay. Because it's going to be a lot of fun. Both megastars have six minutes each to perform. During those six minutes I have and the six minutes that you have, we we're going to be able to take people on a journey uh-huh. um, that shows uh, who we are artistically and where we've yep. been all these years. The audience walks away from it. Old what do you want them to mm-hmm. feel? I wanted to feel joyful. Yes, I was happy that they had and inspired. A, yeah, that they just went to a great party, an all-inclusive party, a party that integrates cultures and diversity. Your family gonna be during the performance. You know, Alex, he'll be as close as he can get to that stage. <laughs> NFL officials revealed the show will Thirsty. feature more songs and more dancers than any show in Super Bowl history. When we finished the first run through. You know, Shakira looked at me, she was like, that was amazing. And I was like, no, you were amazing. It doesn't really matter where you're from, how old you are, or mm, where you come from. Uh, what matters is the message. So it's a medley, medley, medley oh, of yeah. their greatest hits. Yeah. And I love that we're going to have a lot of dancers. And I love that it's just going to be high octane. And they can give up with people a run for their money if the most Super Bowl <laughs> dancers on the ground well, ever. it's about time. Yeah, yeah. They, would, they would like to not be on the list of a, a, a Super Bowl halftime show that is not good. Um, the one that Donnie posted uh, from The Wrap, it's their lineup of what they think were the best Super Bowl shows. Uh, I kind of agree more with the Rolling Stone, what they, what they put up with, but I do think that this was funny that, okay, so they... Both Rolling Stone and the Rap agreed that the the Black Eyed Peas in 2011 was the worst Super Bowl ever. We'll have to go back and watch that because they don't remember it at all. At you all. see, you see the image of the four of them on stage and their backup dancers have legal boxes on their heads yes. that glow in the dark. Yes, and then uh, the Rolling Stone said everything, every Super Bowl from 1967 to 1989 can be. 
the second worst because it was Elvis <laughs> impersonators, Carol Channing, George Burns, the Rockettes, Up With People. Well, you know, I think we had Michael Jackson in that time period, though. No, Super Michael Jackson cheese. is number 11 oh, in 1993 oh, because he had a streak okay. of great TV uh, performances, Alrighty. you know, and this was the last one of his lifetime. Mm. He had the late game resurgence with his Oprah interview, his Dangerous album, he and Janet at the 93 Grammys, and uh, this was the Super Bowl where the coin toss was done by none other than O.J. Simpson. Oh, 1993. Yeah, Super Bowl. Paul McCartney is considered in the top 10 in 2005 because Macca just did what he did. He just wailed on the guitar. Yeah, it was a good show. Katy Perry and Missy Elliott, The Rolling Stones in 2006 is in the top 10. Lady Gaga, Madonna, Bruce Springsteen. This one is controversial. People still like to argue it, but in 2001, it was an explosion of American pop music. Aerosmith, Britney, NSYNC, and Missy and Mary J. Blige yeah, and Nelly. I didn't care for that one myself. It felt like it was very well. The, all those people that were performing that year were very of the moment. They and just were. slapped and together. They were all doing walk this way. Yeah, it was a little cheesy looking back now. Yeah. Britney Spears doing yeah. it with Aero- Steven Tyler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the the youth and the, uh, yeah. the yeah. Uh, okay. and then Beyonce, Beyonce in twenty thirteen, U two in two thousand two, and then Prince in two thousand seven. That is will the, be the best. Uh, yes, yeah, the, the ultimate. Best. The, was Shania Twain on that list? Not <laughs> on there, Donnie. I mean, she's in there, but yeah, she not performed. A good show. Yeah, she did. And yeah. you know who else performed kind of a lot was um, uh, her name pops up Gloria Estefan and and like at least she did the the Winter Wonderland yeah, with yeah. the Olympic ice skaters here in ninety yeah. two ribbon dancers yeah that was oh, what yeah. were we thinking I Oy. don't know <laughs> um, okay and then um, the Super Bowl ads apparently Jason Momoa was in town he was in town out. there were several emails sent. To my talk saying that he was at the Lifetime Fitness corporate headquarters and that he was also out and about in Minneapolis. And some people said that somebody, a friend of a friend, met him and said he was absolutely delightful. Yeah, I believe it. Oh, I believe it. Well, he's going to be in a Super Bowl ad in ah. a bathtub. Oh, well, what's it tell for? me more. Uh, the, you've never seen Jason Momoa like this. He's just he's been posting little short clips. It's a ad for Rocket Mortgage Quicken Loans. Oh, OK. And he's all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast. Podcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Talking in 
to a pink hairbrush. You've never seen Jason Momoa like this. Then you see him flipping through a romance novel and you see him taking a bubble bath. And uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's going to be. Okay. Oh, there he is in the ad. bathtub with the readers on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I don't know if he was talking to Lifetime. Maybe he's going to be, I don't know, some national campaign. Just uh, for you to know that Super Bowl performers don't get paid. No. For the no, Super Bowl, no. they no. do it for the exposure. Well, remember, the NFL is a nonprofit organization. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they cover union and production costs, but otherwise, yeah, yeah, they do it for they do it for the one hundred million people right. exposure. Yes. yes, think of all the songs that'll get downloaded. If you go to the Lori and Julia page, check out the commercial for Little Caesars Pizza. Oh, that is it's kind very of, cute because the guy delivers it, and the woman says, "I won't give too much away. This is the best thing since sliced bread." And then they, they switch to the Slice Bread Corporation. Oh, okay. And Rain Wilson is having a panic attack. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think about for something new? I mean, don't you think? I mean, a lot of people just love watching the Super Bowl, too, because they like watching the commercials. Yeah. It's so oh, yeah. fun. It's yeah. the one show you're not buzzing through the commercials. Right. Okay, we're going to eat an insane amount of food during the Super Bowl. Here's the breakdown. How much? Uh, we're talking 11,000 calories, okay? What? For, oh. We will eat 19 different foods on Sunday. Oh. Wings, pizza, chips, chili, burgers, sliders, hot dogs, nachos, sausages, ribs, brownies, candy, chocolate bars, salad. Lots. A lot. Well, I'm thinking about how much I'm having. You're having chili, cornbread, top the tater, potato with chips. Queso, artichoke dip with veggies to have one nod towards something healthy. A little I've got rice, crispy bars, and um, there's something else that's being served, but one of my guests is bringing it, and so I don't know what it is. A mystery cal- caloric bomb surprise. Exactly. <laughs> so I believe it. I believe that we... Yeah. It's a grazing day. Yeah. And then there's a statistic that people call in sick on Monday. Oh, yeah. We see you. Yeah. We see you. What do you, what do you like? It's a hangover. <laughs> you're tired. You've gone out. It's a, you, you know. got a buffalo wing in places that you're not supposed to have buffalo wings. And why is Tom Brady so thirsty today? Did oh. he just basically let it? He's an enigma wrapped in a riddle. Uh, op, uh, masquerading is an optical illusion. What is he what doing? He realized no one was talking about him on Super Bowl Sunday. So he posted uh, 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 it's Brady walking out of the darkness of the tunnel at the Patriots and out into the sunlit field. All I can say is he must be saying, I'm leaving the Patriots. Get that man some electrolytes, why don't you? He's I'm going so towards the new team. He posted that. Yeah, people are going crazy. Go to the light, Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get right to the right, let's get to uh, the traffic. The tra- it is quiet. We like that word when it comes to traffic. 30, uh, 36 eastbound. 36 eastbound. There is a crash Rice Street and 35E in Little Canada. Anything else? Uh, okay, 621 southbound. A crash there between Camelite Road and Kimbrough Avenue South. And that would be in Cottage Grove. All right, let's take a look at your forecast for tonight. We could see a cloudy skies, freezing fog. That sounds fun. 23 for the overnight low. The weekend, not too bad. Cloudy, 36 tomorrow. And then Sunday, partly sunny. Fingers crossed, 41 on Sunday. Right now, some areas still getting a little bit of light snow. It's 32 at my time. Did you miss Julia's random thoughts? 
you can always find it on the podcast. Download or stream my talk shows wherever you find your podcasts or at my talk keyword. Whatever the lyric is in that one. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, speaking of Super Bowl. Uh, Lucky that my breasts are small and humble. Yes. 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 So you don't confuse them with mountains. Yes. Yes. Those are the exact words. Great line. So last night, um, if you're lucky enough to be down in Miami Beach, there was a super concert series at South Beach outside Sirius XM and Pandora. Put it on. Lizzo was billed as the headliner. And there was no mention of any Harry Styles until Lizzo dropped the announcement on stage. And out came Harry, looking like a 70s rock star and belting juice. No, it was so fun. He's been covering that in concert. He covered the track back in December in a BBC radio appearance. His rendition of Juice wrecked up like 10 million views. And uh, people were just going out of their mind and he was even doing the juice dance you know the sort of back yes, and forth yeah. and can the two of them do a little uh a small collaboration do tour it. maybe just an ep of the two of them together yeah anyway they uh it was at the Fillmore i uh, miami beach is where that was so oh, yeah, there's that, gonna be uh, some... video is on the my talk homepage. Oh, thank you donnie if you want well i didn't somebody beat me to somebody, that one yeah that but was that's right really away. the best way to view it because the audio just to hear the audio is a little dicey so watch yeah. the video mm-hmm. yeah it's, okay. it's really good and then um lewis louis tomlinson from one direction was on the today show this morning and he has uh, a new album his first solo album out he's one of the one deers who hasn't put anything out and uh, here's just a little audio from the Today Show. He performed, of course, inside and, um, you know, trying to spread the 1D love around for everybody. Yeah, so here yeah. we go. Here's Louis. Louis Tomlinson made a name for himself as a member of the hit group 1D. And since announcing their hiatus, he has been making music of his own. Walls is his debut solo album. It is out today. And as I've mentioned several times, it is already number one in 47 countries. Louis, safe to say it's going well for you today. <laughs> yeah, I'm blown Congrats. away. I'm blown away. Isn't that amazing? Um, yeah, it's just another one of those examples where I think, you know, the fan base show just how strong they are and how loyal and passionate and uh, yeah it's been an emotional like 12 hours for me you know yeah, it's, it's been imagine. a long time coming yeah there's a lot in the record that you wrote but let's just go back for a second it's been almost 10 years since x factor i mean that's just yeah. when you yeah. look at like this photo you're this young teenage boy can you believe how much you've uh, overcome and achieved in 10 years no it's um i gave up trying to comprehend it really you know it's uh, it's crazy to me i didn't realize yes yeah, that's coming up in march i think yeah. it's 10 years yeah crazy crazy and, Louis, what's funny is you were just hanging out backstage right here and you've been here since growing up mm. oh yeah yeah i mean some of our most special times as a band were performing here definitely definitely i remember you packed the crowd out tell us about this record you wrote obviously a lot of the tracks on this it comes from a really deep place in you yeah it took me a second to get it right really i think i had to develop for you know a good 18 months really and tread water and work out exactly what my sound was but i feel like i've landed there now and yeah i'm really happy you wrote so much about love and loss on the record how did that make you feel the process of writing it was it therapeutic cathartic yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, what's amazing about songwriting is sometimes you can take a negative and spin it into a positive and all of a sudden you've got something good from it, you know what right. I mean? Well, good for you. He's very cheeky. <laughs> he is very cheeky. And I guess there were a lot of doubt was surrounding um, Tomlinson before he dropped Walls last night. I mean, it was just sort of like, well, who is he in the group and what is his sound going to be? So here, I know, I think we've played it before, but here's the mm-hmm. song... Um, the walls which is the title of his album but 
he broke the internet last night. People, the 1D fans were absolutely going crazy. But here's Walls. He's, is this him performing live at the Today Show or the recorded? No, this is the recorded okay. version. But these high walls came up short. Now I stand taller than them all. These high walls never broke my Pretty much it. It's it kind of like Blur or or, or Oasis kind of uh, had that sound. Yes. Yeah. Oasis he, for sure. Yeah, he he performed last night on Fallon and got kind of emotional. And it's his debut solo album, so he he uh, you know the line uh, nothing wakes you up like waking up alone. All that's left of us is a cupboard full of clothes. Oh, that's so a good line. Very Britpop, well, isn't it? Yeah, and. The, Apparently, Louie, now I'm not a big 1D person, yeah. but he, more than any of the other guys in the band, had the most songwriting credits on all of those al- albums. Oh, so I didn't he, know that. Yeah, so it seems like he actually, you know, kind of he what knows. he was talking about on the Today Show, really wanted to take his time to write these songs to make sure his solo endeavor yeah. was up to snuff. And yeah. I like that song. It's yeah, nice. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it, too. I listened to it a couple times. Um, so, anyway, good on you, did you ever go to the hard rock hotel in las vegas i think so it's off the strip yes it's off the strip it's, it's a little rough and tumble yeah <laughs> well the hard rock hotel in las vegas is closing oh, after 25 no. years julia and i went to uh the opening of this i remember the 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 muse, the uh, the auditorium there. They wanted to call the joint. Yes, and then they didn't call Peter Morton. It was like he didn't want to have uh, the name joint hanging over the stage. And on the first night when the Eagles played, took it off. You know, didn't want the drug reference. <laughs> That's and, odd to me. Uh, yeah, but it, that was a cool, cool place to stay. It was really fun. One time, Julia and I. Um, we're at a blackjack table across from James Brown and his wife, and they were at opposite. She was at the front at the first spot, and he was at the last, and their bodyguards were in between them. Ah, yeah. That says it all. That says it all. But you would always see people at the Hard Rock Cafe, but it is, uh, it's closing, and it's... Uh, is it just time to say goodbye? Time well, to sell? I I don't know why Peter Morton is closing it. It is going to be a Virgin Hotel. Um, uh, what's his name? Richard Branson is rebranding it and, and remaking it. It's going to be run by the Mohegan Hotel people from Connecticut, making it the first Las Vegas venue venue run by Native Americans. Huh. And uh, also, the Hard Rock Hotel is so full. Of memorabilia, oh, wow. I really hope it's all going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame mm-hmm. or other Hard Rock Cafe outlets throughout there's, the world. There's not that many yeah, left really not anymore. Those are some closed. Uh, some other ones closed. Yeah, there's a really nice Hard Rock uh, hotel in um, in the on the Yucatan Peninsula, like south of Playa del Carmen. I mean, it's just like gorgeous. Is it all that, inclusive? Uh, yes, it is an all-inclusive, and they also sell day passes, like for people just staying around the area who want to go and hang out there. But um, the crowd that came, at least at the the first few years of the Hard Rock Cafe was, uh, or the Hard Rock Hotel was, was 
younger, hipper. You always saw a lot of just California. I mean, it wasn't like a... Oh, yeah, you go there to the Har- crowd. Hard Rock Hotel to party. You go yeah. to the Hard Rock Hotel to party to get drunk and, and hang had, out at the pool and, hang out and at then the pool. play the tables, for sure. Yeah. So that's that's happening. Au revoir. Au revoir. And I don't know when it's going to be reopened as the Virgin Hotel, but... Um, Anyway, so that's happening. And hmm. Keith Urban, you know, he's become the latest person to have a residency in Las Vegas. He brought his just a 12 date residency, which is the, the way they dabble now. Would you even call that a residency? No, I don't a, call no, it a residency. Just, but that's, visit. Yes. <laughs> but that's what they're calling all these because yeah. they're really the Coliseum. They had a lot of dates to fill with Celine. Right. A lot of dates. She had a year. She had a true residency. And Elton John's gone too, isn't and he? Elton John from is the Coliseum. Gone, but it's twelve dates that runs through November twenty first. So I feel like he is playing like, you know, well, once like once twice a, a month, month twice yeah. twice a month. I suppose if you're doing the math. Here's Not who's even. doing the rotation at Caesars. All right, this is how many people it's taking to fill Celine's boots. So it's Keith, Brooks, and Dunn, Reba. Rod Stewart, The Who, Mariah Carey, and Sting. Mm. That many well, good Yes, it is a good group. Yeah. yeah. So, it's you know, incredible. he's, I guess it's, uh, he did a test run in September. And I mean, that is a glorious room to see that yeah. Ben Caesars. That's so beautiful. There isn't a bad seat. No, it's very intimate, too. Yeah, the you, way it's kind of go, tears up. Mm-hmm. I saw James Taylor there and Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart's super fun at the Coliseum. Oh. Was not expecting it to be that fun. And Elton John, too. That just blew me away. Was it the red piano? The million dollar piano. piano. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Oh, I wonder if he's going to roll. Is he rolling through town again in, on his never ending goodbye tour? Yes, he is. Oh, thank you. He's going to be at the Excel, I think, two <laughs> nights in May. I, pretty I, sure. I'd have to, okay, I'll have to check on I, that. I know, sure. I know so because I'm. Oh. I'm dabbling with tickets because Julia and I dabbling. Both, well, we both read me and we're like, oh, should we go see it again? Because we haven't seen Elton for a while. Do it. Yeah. Do it. It is done. Deal it, done. Yeah. Do go it, and do see it, him. Do it. Um, Debbie Lovato, you know, she's singing the national anthem. Yes. Her manager, Scooter Braun, is really getting her out there because that was a great performance at the Grammys. And she was making the rounds at the Super Bowl, giving interviews and talking about, uh, she sat down with Radio Andy and she's, you know, now I don't know if she said this yesterday because Vilmer Valderrama, her longtime boyfriend, got engaged to another woman. Yes. But she told Andy, I'm sexually fluid. I, I told my parents that. I thought we knew that. Did we know? We knew that. I feel like I knew that. I feel like we that. knew that. I mean, you know. Yeah. So okay, anyway, there she is. but she might have been like getting that out there again. It might hurt a t- tad. Her longtime love getting didn't, engaged. Didn't they date for like four or five years? A long time. Yeah, a long time. And she was young. Yes. Yeah. Because he liked his girlfriends to be young for quite now, some time. Now, <laughs> Donnie probably knew this, but did you know how James Taylor got his big break? Oh, uh, yeah, I know the entire story. All right, tell <laughs> us the story, Donnie. Let us listen to your story, Donnie. Yeah, you know, tell uh, us about the fall of 1967. He uh, actually read his biography several years ago. It's I, I think it's out of print now, but he was very young, 19 or something at the time, and he had a very, very serious drug problem, and he even ended up in uh, rehab for that, which is sung about in his song Fire and Rain. 
Uh, and yes, there is a Suzanne who actually did pass away. He mentions her in the song. So he goes over to England with uh, maybe just a few dollars in his pocket. He manages to get a little bit of recording time at a studio in London. And uh, he happens to cross the paths of one um, Peter, Asher. Peter Asher, who, of course, was good friends with the Beatles. Peter heard the tape, liked what he heard, and recommended him to Paul and even George. And they liked the tape, and one thing led to another. And a couple of years up? later, they signed. It was about two years later, in 1969, that his first album came out, which was on... A, which was on Apple Records. Yeah. A lot of people think the Fire and Rain album was his first album. It was not. The uh, Apple album was his first album. Didn't do a whole lot, but it got him started, and then he switched over to Warner Brothers Records, and then, as they say, the rest is history. History. All right, there yeah. you go. And good story. Good story, Good Donnie. story, Thanks Donnie. for taking <laughs> us back to 1967. we got to get back to the present. Neil J- Justin from the Star Tribune is going to join us. We're going to talk a little TV. Did you miss Hollywood Speak? You can always find it on the podcast. Download or stream My Talk shows wherever you find your podcasts or at My Talk Keyword Podcast. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us on Friday. Yay, Yay. we made it to Friday. We did it. We did it. Neil Justin, who covers uh, media for the Star Tribune, is joining us. Hi, Neil. Hi, Neil. Hi, how are you two? We are excellent. So last I chatted with you, we were trying, we were half-heartedly trying to make plans to get together in L.A., but damn, that's a big town. So many places to go. I really don't feel like you tried hard enough. <laughs> oh, but, Lori. Uh, I understand completely. I know. So you talked to Winona Ryder when you were out there. Did she? What did you guys uh, talk about? She was great. We talked about her new uh, miniseries coming up. But uh, we also talked about her time in Minnesota. Yes. And, uh, you know, she, was, she lived here not only when she was uh, a kid, but... Also in the early 90s when she was dating uh, David Perner. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she was very open about that time, both the good and bad. And uh, we'll have a story uh, running um, uh, next month. Oh, okay. All right. And then I'm uh, I'm getting some echo here. We are hearing that echo. What the heck? Are you driving through the Lowry Tunnel? it's always good to hear me in stereo. It's a little distracting. <laughs> okay, so Neil, is there anything um, you know that you're excited about that's coming out now that the endless month of January is finally over? We're moving into February. Yay. Anything coming on that you're like uh, pumped up about? Well, the uh, Winona Ryder uh, miniseries, "A Plot Against America," looks really good. It's based on Philip Roth's book. David Simon, who did The Wire, and bunch of other great series wrote it and uh it's about charles Lindbergh, another minnesotan and imagining what would have happened if he had become president mm-hmm. it deals with anti-semitism and lots of other issues that looks great uh is that february is we, that when that's coming to i HBO? think that's march okay march it's march mm-hmm. and uh there's an upcoming uh, hulu documentary on hillary clinton that um that's quite good. She was part of the TV Critics Press Tour, which was interesting. Oh, really? 
there's a mini series on uh, the women's movement uh, with Kate Blanchett called Mrs. America that looks terrific. Did you get a chance to see an episode of that, Neil? I didn't. Uh, they didn't make it available yet. It, it's uh, a couple months away, but we saw some clips, had a chance to interview uh, Kate Blanchett. And, uh, boy, I think that's going to be terrific. One thing I, I have watched that's coming out in a couple of weeks on Apple TV is a terrific uh, docuseries on the history of uh, uh, gay and transsexuals on television. It's called uh, Visible, I believe. Okay. And it, it's really good. It's just chock full of, of great stories about how television has uh, portrayed uh, people of different sexual orientation over the years. Uh, it, it's it's terrific for advocates, but also people that just love television. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. Okay. Have you um, had a chance to watch that show that's based on Har- Harlan Coben's novel? It started uh, yesterday on Netflix, The Stranger. I have not. You have not? Are you going to? Is that on your list of things to watch? Do I need to see it? I don't know. Donnie says probably. Uh, I would say yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, if Donnie says yes, then I'll... That's all you need. (laughs) Well, Neil, what are some of the things that you have watched in the past months in this dreary January that you would recommend people check out right now? Well, BoJack Horseman uh, has just uh, dropped its final episodes. I've got a, a column running on Sunday about that show's legacy. I didn't quite end on the right note for me, mm-hmm. but I think it's a terrific series. And uh, if you never started it, this is a good time to start. It's uh, really, I think, the animated show of the decade and really one of the best shows uh, of the decade. I love that. I I dug the uh, new season of Shrill. Yes. I love uh, which that is show. available. And uh, it's not quite as uh, groundbreaking as the first season, but it's still darn good. Did you end up liking the morning show? We were so excited when Jennifer Aniston won the Screen Actor Guild Awards because I just thought she was, we finally saw her like really act again. Yeah, uh, it's a good role for her. It's a good role for everybody. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it's a soap. Yeah, it is. It is. But as soaps go, it's pretty good. It's nothing more than that, but uh, I, I think it's pretty captivating, and it just shows you what happens when you put big stars in a soap. You can have a lot of fun with it. Oh, my gosh. That show was <laughs> real. I mean, and you know who else seemed like he was having fun in that show was Billy Crudup and Mark Duplass. Yeah. It just They were excellent. So, so good. Yeah, everybody's good from top to bottom. Uh, Steve Carell's very good in it as well. Uh, it's just... Um, uh, people uh, uh, having fun. People who want to make more out of it. it. Is it a statement about the Me Too movement? Yeah. Uh, morning television. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Matt Lauer probably didn't like it. I no, don't I don't think he's watched any of it. No, 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 probably not. How about have you no. taken a, teak, a sneak peek at your favorite network, the CW, to see the spinoff of Riverdale, Katie Keene? Yeah, I was disappointed in it. No, oh, you yeah. just broke Laurie's heart. Oh, no. oh. <laughs> why? I'm sorry. Uh, well, I was expecting more music in it, uh-huh. and I expected the music to be better. It's not. It's not. Oh, it, it's a pretty slight tale. And look, I'm not a fan of Riverdale, uh, but uh, it, 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 it's kind of a, another spin on Sex in the City, a little younger demographic. It's total fantasy. With, you know, I think 
Josie uh, gets a record contract within 24 hours of being in New York. Oh, I'm so um, going to love this show. <laughs> you might. I mean, the fashion the, the fashion is terrific. Yeah. Uh, it looks great. It just wasn't as much fun as I as I thought mm-hmm. it would be. How about, because we're going to have to go here in a second, but they've been promoting the heck out of this on uh, CBS, the Edie Falco drama. Where she, is it called Tommy? Yeah, Tommy. Yeah, it's a pretty typical CBS procedural, but... It's a little bit better than normal uh, because you got Edie Falco. Right? Yeah. And she's, uh, she's very good, uh, as that's no surprise. I'm a little surprised she's doing it. Yeah. The, the character is not as challenging, I think, as Nurse Jackie or uh, uh, Carmella. Yeah. But uh, as procedurals go, it, it's a cut above the rest. And Corbin Burnson finally got a job again, Yay! an acting Yay! job. Yeah, he's pretty good. Is he he's good? good. All right, Neil, we will pick up the Star Tribune on Sunday. Follow you on Twitter at Neil Justin, and thank you for being with us. Thank you. Who do you want for the Super Bowl? Are you 49ers or the Chiefs? He doesn't answer. He doesn't care. He hung up. (laughs) (laughs) This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.